We are in the cup. Back page team. It's, it's, it's tense still. still. But does it show that the league is that bad right now? Yeah, the league is bad. Oh, it's terrible. The is bad. Oh, it's not bad. I don't think it's, it's bad. No, it's terrible. No, the league is, no, the it's league is bad. Before, like, people say, you know, maybe Lionel is actually doing well. But no, I think they've just kind of got a little bit better and everyone else got worse. So it seems that everyone's... I think they've just got better. I think the levels just... I don't think they're that great, you know? Sometimes Atletico are showing how to beat Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bad, man. No, to be honest, look, no, Atletico Madrid's a good side, so... Yeah, Champions League football is different. Cup from league different. Football. It's, it's completely yeah. different. I know it's like Champions League, but it's still cup. Yeah, yeah. So it's like one and it's also a risk. The, the game that Atletico plays is, is a risk because they sit back most of the times. Saying that they had other chances to get more than one goal. Mm. Yeah. We will talk about that. We're yeah. live. <laughs> oh, we're live. Oh, shizzle. Okay. We're <laughs> 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 What's going on, people? Um, happy Sunday. The back page is back. We are back, guys. Um, Come on. Yeah, another week. Hope everyone had a great week. Thanks again to all the listeners, to all the feedback um, from last week's show and the weeks before that. You know, really appreciate you following us and subscribing to us. So yeah, we hope to bring you more content, uh, shows, etc., etc. But on today's show, oh, obviously I have to introduce my, my fellow colleagues. We've got uh, we've got Sammy on the chair. At last, on. we managed to get him in front of the camera. People. He's been hiding. I haven't been hiding. <laughs> He's been sitting back. He's been I, sitting back. I haven't been hiding. He's man. been orchestrating. Yeah, yeah, part of the production come on. team. You know that. Come on. Uh, we've got Shegs, obviously on, there. And then we've got Lola as well. Hey, hey. Hey, Lola. Um, is that another goal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dead. I bet he's Tottenham, isn't it? Yes, come on! And keep this, keep this in there as well. Keep this. And to my left, um, as you can see, he's making me and Sammy look like Come small, on. small individuals Come right on. now. We have Tunde. Yaya Torre. Yaya Torre. Yaya Torre. Yaya What's going on, Tunde? I'm blessed for how you did. Yeah, no, we're good. All, all, for, Thank you for you know, all better me. for having, yeah, for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Um, obviously, we know, well, I know that you're an Arsenal fan. Uh, and funny enough, we, we actually work together at Arsenal. So yeah. sometimes I'll catch you in the changing rooms just before <laughs> we go up to yeah, our, our yeah, positions, yeah, innit? Yeah, so we don't yeah, really have yeah, much yeah. time um, to talk. So now nah, it'll be good to obviously to get to know you as a person and yeah. to see what you do, not, not just inside of football, but then also outside of football. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, if you could just tell us about where your love started for Arsenal or your favourite player. What was what was that moment for you that made you become a fan? Oh, this is, goes way back. Yeah, I'm from round here, okay. so I've grown up round here. I think my first love for Arsenal, like one of my uncles, he's from round there as well, like my mum's brother. He's always embedded in me, Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. But I think... My first memory of Arsenal is probably going back to like 1998. I think when, I don't know if that's the year Carnu signed for Arsenal. So he was like, Carnu, Carnu, he's Nigerian. That's like Igalo. That's like Igalo like like signing yeah, for Literally, United. that's what he's like now. Wait, yo, 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 yo. Can you show him that now? Wait, sorry. Because you know what? Before Carnu came, people yeah. weren't really rating him. No, they weren't people really weren't rating him. Let's not bring Igalo into this. <laughs> yeah? Because Igalo has no business. Being in a United top. Now the yeah. nature of the transfer, man. But 
Yeah, give credit to him. I'll give credit to him. Okay. Okay. All right, so, okay. Why are you giving credit to him? What has he done? He scored already. He scored already. He scored. What does that mean? Anyway, like I said, like I said in the group chat, I don't care if Igalo scores 10 plus goals. I don't care if Igalo gets us top four. I do no more Igalo in the United top, but he's here now. But like I said, show him love, then. Pardon? He's in your shirt now. Show, show him love. He's, he's in your shirt. No, 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 no. It's not supposed to. If you get twenty goals, like you're coming from where? Where do you come from? Watford. Watford. Chinese, Chinese speaking. Bro, oh, if you forget being a like uh, a support of a team, if you're a football fan, that's embarrassing for football. That's embarrassing. What, to go to that's China. What I'm saying the nature of the uh, No, no, no. From, from Watford to China to Manchester United. Let me be realist. I'm an Arsenal United. fan. Yeah, yeah. My United growing up was the biggest team in the world. Of course. Has been for the past yeah. few yeah. decades, yeah. you understand? Slipping, so, slipping the, yeah, yeah. Igalo's a comma, man. Yeah, that's not an end, though. That's For a Nigerian man, that's great business. <laughs> that's, that's, that's incredible, but for a footballing reason, for Manchester United, no way. But Garlo got fast tracked on a mad one. Yeah, he's aged. He's aged. <laughs> must be doing George, bro. He's aged. And how Man United took him in? Nah, it's, it's not right for Man United. He's a proven striker in the Premier League. Yeah, ninety-eight. So yeah, ninety-eight. Can't knew. I'm thinking, yeah, this is the man. I remember my first Arsenal kit was the the gold. Sega one. Is it Sega, yeah? Yeah, my uncle got me that. I think what did he, yeah, yeah. Dreamcast? Yeah, shout out Dreamcast. So those are the days, man. So <laughs> JVC days. Ever, ever since, man's been in love with Arsenal, literally. I'm not in love with them now, like, I have to keep it 100. But yeah, like, when I was going to Highbury from like 12, some of my boys, I remember, like, regularly just going Highbury. And literally seeing the good days at Arsenal, and ever since, like, never gone back, boy. But yeah, Arsenal, maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> That's maybe, maybe one day, mate, go back there. But for now, yeah. All right, right. Okay, okay. Um, so, since we've got so many Arsenal fans in the building, this past weekend has been a mad one for you guys, isn't it? <laughs> it's been a bit of peace. Arsenal trending on Twitter. Invincibles, Invincibles. Liverpool losing 3 0 against Wolves. Wow. What are you guys saying? Watford. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Boy. What are we saying? Guys, talk to me. It's bittersweet, isn't it? It's a bittersweet. No, nah, this is not a bittersweet yeah. thing. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Ask me the question. Let me finish my answer. It's a bittersweet because for me personally, as a fan, I believe that our squad is still not good enough to be playing in Europe. So in a sense, I actually see it as a blessing that we can just focus on the Premier League, focus on rebuilding, like getting rid of the deadwood that is within our club, like restructuring um, completely because I just think that the Europa League was just taking up too much of our time. It was taking up too much of my Sundays because that caused us to work on yeah, a Sunday. Yeah, Thursday <laughs> and the Thursday. Sunday, do you know what I mean? So, all right, do you know what I mean? For, I think for all of us, it's kind of a relief. And yeah, it's disappointing being knocked out. Yes, it's lovely to be in the, um, Europe, but for me as a fan, and I'm, I'm thinking long-term, I'd rather take the L now and then see our team rebuild so then we can triumph in the future. Then 
try and like get into Europa League and we're playing against these certain teams that we can't we can't even we couldn't beat Olympiacos. They played well that night. Mm. Don't get it twisted. They played well in terms of defensively. They sat back. Yeah. They just started to up. But for us, as in terms of the amount of firepower that we have in our team, we should be turning teams like that over. We should be moving the ball quicker, but we wasn't. It was very lethargic. And it was only until um, they scored. Yeah. yeah. Then we decided to turn up and say, all right, yeah, we're at home. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's bittersweet. And then, the, yeah, the, the bittersweet bit as well is obviously Liverpool, watching Liverpool uh, lose to Watford. Uh, yesterday, even the lucky one, they got outclassed. <laughs> they got, yeah, no, it's not outclassed. I just think it was just out. It was just Watford just showed more hunger. No, but Wat- they were actually good. Then. Watford were just, they just wanted it more. They just, you know, they just showed the true definition of like I mean, that, that men- having that mentality of no fear. And, and I think like- Liverpool have kind of rode their luck in the last, the past few weeks or yeah. let's say mm-hmm. months in terms of the West Ham game. The West Ham game so earlier this week, yeah, they were lucky. Yeah, they if it weren't for, was it Flappy <laughs> yeah, they call it Even the um, Sheffield United one earlier yeah. in the season, that was yeah, a. That there's was been so many times. Do you know what I mean? There's been so many times. Even that, to be honest, because you were winning. Yeah. That one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to be honest, um, that's why for me, sorry, Sam, I'll just finish it off. Okay. So then for me, that's why I feel it's a bittersweet. Like, yeah, but it's it's dead being out of Europa, but I think for us, we need it. Abamyang's probably going to leave us. Um, because to be honest, he deserves to be in the Champions League, and I can't say that he hasn't given his all to us as a club. He has, so I respect him. If he goes to another club, I will respect him for that. I ain't gonna hold no grudges against him. But that's my point of view. I don't know about you, you lot. Yeah, <laughs> same, same with me too, brother. I think we needed to come out of that composition mm. because um, didn't think we we're gonna win it. No, gotta keep it one hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The competition in in a whole. I think. Um, but I even thought if we got, I think Olympia got Wolves in it. Yeah, yeah. I told the colleague, I said, "Yo, Wolves will do bits to us Trarry over two, long, yeah, over two yeah, legs." Yeah. You understand? Mm-mm. Bellerin will be teared by all of these yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's even good. So we can maybe like it's mad, but we can maybe get that top four. <laughs> I was looking at the table. Like, nah, yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea, what they drew yesterday? Yeah, they drop points. Tottenham are drawing currently. Yep, United are drawing currently. Yep. Exactly. So it's all it's all to play for, to be honest. So I'm not I'm not gonna get too gassed. Like I'm just I'm just silently just watching because right now we're kind of like people are not really counting us in it at the moment, which is fine. So that means there's less pressure on us because when we, whenever we have pressure, we always crumble. So for us to just be the outsiders, I'd rather that and we just slowly just collect points towards the end of the season and then we'll see what happens. Yeah. Don't you feel like the Europa League would have been a means of you guys getting Champions League football with the of amount course. of competition yeah. that is in top four? Like, it's not certain. Yeah, of course, but... If we're being serious, if we're being like realistic about it, mm. we weren't going to win Europa League bar if we got like, who are the United playing that last one? Yeah. If we got an easy ride, then yeah. fair, but we weren't going to do that. Guys, we're going to get Roma. Guys, guys that, let's stop. Then you get to the Who's going to get Roma or Inter? Shakes, tell these guys to Shakes, tell these guys to stop the nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. No, let's I stop the nonsense. Happy with the loss let me tell you why this is. Let me tell you why this is absolutely. This is bad. No, it's not. Let's be honest. It is bad in what man. way in every sense of the way bro like number one you might have got what was this the last what 32 yeah that was the issue. Last we got that to the last yeah. 16. Exactly. Last exactly. Last exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Because you can say we're going to yeah. lose to any other team, but that's come on, what I'm round saying. 32, you can't be saying, I'm not going to pretend like I'm happy about losing to the round of 32. No, no one's happy. It's, no, it's, 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 it's not happy. Yeah, that's it. Just the stupidness of all of that. 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 Just the stupid
that should not have been a loss. That should have been a game that you lot should have won. Personally yeah. for and me, he, personally for me, I'm I will put the blame on Leno. Yeah, he has to take the blame. <laughs> Let's take no, some of the blame. Let's take some of the blame. No, no, no. He has to take. I'm on him. Yeah, I'm on him. You can't. You can't. You can't. Knowing Arsenal are bad at set pieces, so you've conceded from the first one. How long's left? Two minutes, if that. bro, kick the ball. Yeah, Just kick well. it up the field. And he went and got and kicked it. And if you know what it is, it was a mental thing. Oh, These yeah. men don't menta- like, mentally know but how weeks. to finish off but games thing, mentally. Right. Why well, I said it's partially him because as much as I, I you heard me before, I was mm. dogging Leno beforehand because it was stupidity. He could have easily just lumped up the field. Yeah. My thing is though, I think it was David Luiz, Socrates, and Jacko all they decided to play in their half rather than playing it forward. They chose to send it backwards. As yeah. stupid as Leno was, if he was not given the ball in the first place, mm, that wouldn't yeah. have been a situation. Jacko and Demlock were all passing the ball around as if as if we had all the time, as if we were 3-0 up. Yeah. So it's like, I can blame Leno because he was stupid. I can't even blame But giving him, the ball, giving him the ball in a time when you know you're sh- why it made no sense us. to do it in the yeah, first place. Yeah, to be honest, they're Leno's safe. But, how many times but you know what, that's yeah. But you know what, that's, we use that excuse so many times. Look how many persons. No, like, no, no. Even Obamiyang like Abami. Only Obamiyang and, and Leno I can really vouch for. The rest of them might give it saved, They saved us enough times this season. But the rest of them, nah, like Socrates uh, and that, I didn't really like to see him come on. Because the then fact I knew. Mustafi turned into one of our best Mustafi had, no, had an outstanding game. Yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. He, was was he was making blocks. He was running with play. I couldn't believe it. Maybe it's the change I of hair. I hear that, Kwame. So what do you have to say for Lacazette then? Lacazette's dead. What do you have to say for him? Bro, what? What do you have to say for him? Lacazette was poor. Poor was being even nice. He was the Especially with his chance where, was it? I think David Luiz headed the ball down. And he's tried to now do a diving header. Yeah. You have to tap it in. That's a tapping, bro. But yeah, imagine he went tapping. on the floor and he's fucking it just like that. It's, it's terrible. It's, it's, he's not. He hasn't got the confidence. I can't. What can I say? Because my whole he ain't got the confidence right now. Is, it's one thing if he's not scoring, but the one thing everyone loves to say about him is that okay, fine. His link up one to hold up is what well, he works hard. Yeah, but he yeah. hasn't been doing that either so far. He hasn't been doing that. That's his one his one off layoffs that he that he could he could get away with. Mm. He's not doing that. He's not working as hard as much anymore. He complains a lot when he's the one who's messed up a lot on the pitch. It's like if you're not gonna score, then I need you to do more. If you're not doing that, then why are you here? I don't want him in the team. I don't want him. I don't, I don't, I don't want, want him. I don't want him at all. I don't all. think you realise yet. I don't think uh September, mm. the month he was out for, and Abamyang played up top. Mm. Now Abamyang scored about seven, eight goals in that one September. So, <laughs> To the middle. So imagine we're getting seven, eight goals in a what we had four Premier League games that mm, month. Mm. That's what you're getting from Abamyang. Abamyang ain't be able to shine because Lacazette's been mm. up top. You understand? Mm. And it's sad because we ain't been able to get any proper left wingers in or anything since like Sanchez is left, and we've had to put Abamyang there, even though he's still done his thing from there. Lacazette like would have been a, a great substitute. Come on, do yeah. the, 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 see all that hold up play. It's not awesome. Because even like what Martinelli came on. Oh, he literally. Thank you. Yeah. Did you want the work rate? Yeah. Martinelli will do that, and he'll get you a goal. Because I, I believe, I believe that Martinelli is has more goals than Lacazette. Like yep. Outshined by eighteen year old. So this is my thing that I'm not. And my thing is that I'm not now saying. That Martellini is, is now better than Lacazette. No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, yeah, is that when you have someone of 
in um, that age who's who's on form, who's banging in goals, who's doing the things that your other strikers are doing. Yeah. You have to start these men. And we know that they're going to be inconsistent and that's okay. And that's why you have your Lacazette and like your um, Aubameyangs. But you're going to have to start these men. Because if these men are banging in goals, week in, week out to a certain degree, mm. you have to start them. You can't consistently be starting a man whose confidence is down, um, who isn't doing the correct things to hold up players is is Higgy Hagar? He can he can barely finish. Barely. It's like uh, then what are we actually doing? To talk about something that's been long overdue in the Premier League in football in general, the new introduction of this Hall of Fame thing. Because I feel like football in general has been lacking behind, well, in terms of interactivity. So when I look at like the NBA, the NFL, American sports yeah, yeah, and how yeah. interactive they are with their fans, even that like, celebrities come and they're just like normal fans yeah, when, they, yeah. when they go and watch these games. Mm. Football feels so stiff. Yeah. yeah. I feel like because we don't have stuff like this that are like interesting or like interactive mm. or even honouring mm. our greats, how can they not be a Hall of Fame? I didn't that's even know. I didn't 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 know. I I well, I think it's going to be put, it's going to be Shearer and Giggs. Yeah, it's English, isn't it? It's like, I feel like they the first to... two, one thing, they're going to go very English. Personally, do you know what? I think or British, because I think that I will put in Shearer and Thierry first. Oh, not Andy Cole. I thought you said you'd put in Andy Cole. <laughs> Pardon? You said you'd put in Andy Cole. No, I would. No, I would. No, Andy Cole was definitely a Hall of Famer. 100%. Is he not? I'll put Henri and Giggs. Yeah. Shearer will be in there, but obviously Henri and Shearer are the same kind. They were the same kind of players. No, but you have to to understand that Shearer is (laughs) Premier League. All time. time. That's the yeah. only reason you put him in there. But when it comes to yeah. memories in the Premier League, yeah. no, sure has a, he has a few memories. Yeah, but Henri's and gigs. No, I hear you. Like, I hear that. Yeah. Too. But if we're looking at, if we're looking at, like, I think, I think someone can't, can't actually, I think the reason I will say like Shearer mm. because in his. Um, career mm. we actually haven't heard Shira do anything mad in his career mm. haven't heard him like you know do anything outlandish well like press wise yeah but um, yeah, if the like press that. was if we had the same press that we have today they'll then find something they would have found it I actually don't think so I, I don't I don't think that Shiro looks like that type of. I think it's a bit boring. I don't think yeah. that Shiro looks like that that type of player that mm. he just in like his Gaza. career. Yeah, he just love footy. Just, he just yeah, love he just loves football. You know yeah, what I'm trying to say? Because I think that like if we were to take it how they do it in like in the America's Hall of Fame, like to mm. do like the first ballot and stuff like that, mm. I think in your whole career there can't be like not one mess up in your career. Like if your mm. thing's been clean after you've retired. Then well, you you're saying that's the criteria. That's what the. Yeah, in, no, in, a, in America's criteria, oh, yeah, yeah. that's their thing, innit? Okay, so the criteria, it has said, <laughs> it says, yeah. the inductees must have retired yeah. in the Premier League and it's only their Premier League career that's considered. So it's not Champions League, it's not FA Cup, nah. so none of that, the it's just career. the Premier League. And they had to have retired in the Premier League as well. Yes. Yeah, so none of this, 
things about people saying Hazard because he's bomb. No, he's wait, so wait, 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 so wait. So what? They have to. They had to retire in the Premier League. They have to be done like completely. So basically, because Rooney's still playing football. So he's not going to retire in Prem. So so championship. Yeah, but so Henry wouldn't be in there. Yeah, Ronaldo wouldn't be in there. Ronaldo wouldn't be in there. That's mad. That's forget the football thing, man. In general, not from the. Oh, that's dumb. Who are they going to have then? Oh, dead. Trust me, that's it. The poor Harry Kane. The poor Harry Kane. Aguero's not going to retire in the Premier League. He's retiring back home. So, wait. Damn, Silva, all these men are going to retire in the Premier League. They have to be retired in general. That's dumb if it's just retiring. Where did three offer them retire? They retired in the Prem store. With QPR? Were they in Prem? Yeah, they were. Are so you wait. sure, Shakes? Yeah. That's oh, mine. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to put it on you like this. But well, I'm just checking the numbers. Yeah. Because what, you know how much Premier League greats there are. Oh, that's a stupid thing. Forget well, we can it. just name our own. We can make our own. Yeah. Yeah. The back page is Paul of Fame. You know what I mean? Because if, if that's the criteria. So what? So then who would you put in? Um, How many players are you allowed? So they're saying for this first one, which they're picking on the 19th of March, they're only picking two. So that's two people in. I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna follow their rules, but yeah, Henri, Giggs and um obviously Shearer is obvious, but I'm a, like a big fan of Shearer. Um I'm gonna go Aguero man. Oh Henri okay, Giggs and Aguero. I've checked two other sources, more yeah. reliable sources, and they're saying that you just need to be retired. Okay then. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, okay. Now, 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 Rather than so you have 50 yeah. at the same time, it just mm. kind of they That's want if they want to make a spectacle out of it and they want to like yeah. give them the personal. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you know like this 50... country, they don't even have to make anything a spectacle. It's gonna be yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be bare stale. It's gonna be bare dead anyway. Like it's still like I don't know, like even in that boring British way, at least they still want to make it. Because like then it's that because like in like American um their their kind of sports culture. When they're putting people into the Hall of Fame, they're giving them like head statues, they're giving them rings, yeah. jackets. Yeah. That's not so what we're doing. here, what are we gonna do? Just a medal? Oh, like, come on, bro. You know what I'm trying to say? Let's go. But personally, that's what I was saying. I think that they should do like the like all-time 50 greats, put them all into Hall okay. of Fame, and then the year after, then start putting two. You know what I'm trying to say? Maybe mm. the first two people are maybe three. You think we have 50 greats? So of retired course, with ease. Now. With ease. Yeah. With ease. Great. Yeah, with ease. Like, Great is a big word, you know. With ease. Great what? Ease. That's the, what, that has touched the Premier League? Yeah. yeah. Or with ease. Like, How long has Premier League been about? Come on, bro. With ease. Bro, I'll like, even like no think about it. No, we're about this. But we're talking about greats because like Fulham is like what is great and all like the elites. Yeah, like, the elites. Elites is like different. No, I'm talking about greats. I'm talking about greats. You can have there's a bunch look, of them. I'm elite putting now. I'm different. putting someone like Matt Leticia in there. Premier League great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 so they get it like. Really. I'm even putting someone like Paul Merson. Okay, I hear mm-hmm. that. Ian Wright. Yeah. You put someone like Jermaine Defoe in there. I slightly would, yeah. You could, because like, would, I his would. goals and the way, he the way he's been, he's been enjoying yeah. People love him, yeah. but he can't. Yeah. Like, you're even putting like, someone like, even yeah, like John Barnes, even putting people like Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen, um, Darren Bed. 
No, I won't. I'm not going to But everywhere he went, he scored like 20 goals. Yeah. It was Charlton, yeah, but, Tottenham, yeah. Aston Villa. Uh, he scored yeah. like 20 that's goals that's everywhere, you know. Yeah. I hear what you're saying, but no, no, I'm not putting Darren Brent there. I'm not putting Darren Brent there, especially compared to the calibre of other strikers that were in the Prem, I'm not putting Darren Brent there. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put it there, but I'm just I'm being playing like devil's well, advocate. Hall of Fame, bro. He's you Hall, know what? Hall of okay, Fame, Hall of Fame, maybe <laughs> not. No, but no, he's no, been. No. Like if you're talking he, about it, you have to kind of if you're talking about like, not like putting him in the Hall of Fame or anything. But you're talking about it. Like, like, but he's been to the, he's played for like how many teams in Prem? Prem, and he's like literally gone and scored nearly well, fifteen to twenty goals. Every... Hall of Fame. Okay, yeah, Hall of Fame. I'm looking through like the Premier League list now, top goal scorers. Because I think that how they should do it as well. I think that maybe they should do it in terms of like your um, stats, maybe how many t- how many times you might have been in, maybe like, let's say, team of, um, premier team of the year, whatever. Mm. Um, it's probably like calculating it all of those and like, mm. like rate them how much what could cost, like mm. a prem adds three extra points, whatever it is, had this many points or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. No, there's loads, there's loads. Because there's Bearman, because they actually have yeah, gigs, you have Skulls, there is a, you there have is Terry, 50, yeah. you have, um, Even if you just take it from you have Lampard, you have, um, who else? Gerard. Gerard. There's Bear. There's loads. Come on, there's Bear. Joe people. Cole. Joe Cole. Joe Cole. <laughs> Ashley Rush. Cole. Noberto Solano. <laughs> Gary McAllister. I forgot Gary McAllister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even Danny Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't put Jamie Redknapp. The rise for so. Who remembers the rise for so? Would you put Jamie Redknapp in? No, nah. Andy no Johnson, way. Andrew Johnson. Andy, Andy Johnson was a was a striker. He's though. not a I Premier could, League great. He was. Are you know he weren't, but I he is not a banned goal. He's not a goal against Arsenal. He scored bare. He scored bare winners against Arsenal. You know, I remember them days. You know, he's not. He's not a Hall of Famer though. Yeah, We're talking about not. Hall of no, Fame. I don't know. 50 is too much then. Like, then you're just yeah, gonna, that's what I'm saying. I don't feel like there's 50. Like that like if you're talking about elites now, that's when you, you can like shade away some of these matches. Yeah. I think you can say like 25. Like, I think like we can all come in this room and say there's 25 people who you can't like take away from Premier League Hall. Retired, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. retired. Like, we start like people like Vidic, Rio, John Terry, um, Yapstam, even though he, he left on a barrel. Right, would he, you mind put um, Fernando Torres there? Yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. See that yeah. first season at Liverpool? Oh. Yeah. He Even scored, yeah. I think he scored. Yeah, 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 he has to be there. He scored oh, sorry, 30, I think 35 goals, no penalties, no free yeah. kicks. He was unbelievable. Yeah, 100%. He was unbelievable. He has to be there. Him, Suarez. They, I didn't even win Prem, but their man. But their man would just say And that's what, I think that's for, at least for like, the tourists anyway, kind of. It shouldn't, but it will hurt him that he didn't win the Premier League. He went the whole Chelsea thing as well. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. So it's like, it could hurt, it'll probably hurt him. Mm. But yeah, he has to be there. Drogba has to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is there? Van Persie, as much as it hurts, he has to be there. Like even that... if you take it from like their classic top four teams, you get five each. That yeah, thing is already yeah, packed yeah, on yeah. greats in those, in those teams already. Um, so tell us, what team did you say that you have in your team? Uh, Henri and Giggs. Henri and Giggs. Yeah. So who did you say? I said who I think they would put in would be Giggs and Chiro. No, who would you put? I'd say um, Henri. And gigs, I'm gonna crack last year. Shakes, what did you put? Omri and gigs. <laughs> Sammy, what are you? I'm saying Omri and. Can't say that. Omri and. You know who I'm putting? Burkham. I don't know. You can't even argue that. You can argue that, yeah. 
Yo, United, man. No, even if I, no, but United, no. Obviously, yeah. there's bare man in, in the United team that you would put there, yeah? Mm. Just because of with what they've won and stuff like that. But when you're talking about Lam, I mean, Burkham and Henri, what they again, what they bought nah, what I'm they bought to the game week in week really out. 100%. But yeah, Burkham didn't Burkham was doing some like magical stuff, bro. But like, it's not that's it, not that's terms not terms the, numbers, the top. Goals, that's not Hall of, of Fame. That doesn't yeah. determine you being a Hall of Fame because you don't. So what? You're not not putting um, Burkham. I'm putting Hall of Fame. Burkham there. That Newcastle goal is probably the greatest Premier goal of all time. Like that can't be taken away. He won't be the first, but he'll definitely be the first. Yeah, he's But that I'm trying to say, like, if we're going to talk about the first people to go in there realistically. Because it would be Alan Shearer and Henri. That's why I said it'd be Shearer. And I the, think it'd be Shearer. Everyone yeah. will do that. Shearer, yeah, yeah, maybe because he's, have to, like, oh, he's English. They're gonna have to put him in. But he had moments. Yeah. But if we're talking about consistency throughout the Premier League, no one's better than Ryan Giggs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no one. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I agree. Absolutely no one. He played. Wait, do you think Finn will go down as a Hall of Famer? David Beckham. Yeah. Yeah, he will. Yeah. I think uh, we'll talk. I, I, I don't know if you lot appreciate what he does because I think a lot of people are yeah. like, blinded yeah. by the fact that he's Beckham. They forget yeah. how good he actually yeah. is. Yeah, they're talking about like Monday Night Football. Mm. Was it last week? Mm. Keenan Carragher. Like people were like, oh, people thought Beckham was just this fancy guy that done all. Like it was yeah. Posh's husband. Yeah. No, as a footballer, like yeah. no one's had no one could cross better than that guy in the yeah. whole of Premier League. Yeah. You understand? He was like, for fun. Yeah, he was man. For fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never seen a player like that with that much ability in terms of the the, the accuracy. To this day. To this day. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. To this day. I've right. never I haven't seen it. He won you games, everything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. And arguably, okay, he wasn't even the best maybe he wasn't the best player out of Man United during that time, but he's definitely one of them. He was definitely one of them. But he was yeah, he was he was absolutely he was outstanding. What's up, Bex? And even speaking of Bex as well, did you lot hear about um him and his team? He's made his new into team. Miami. Into Miami. Yeah, into Miami. Yeah. I think they're having their first game this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Whole big thing. yeah. He's just more bread in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing. man. He's the pure definition of building your brand. He's doing what all the footballers are trying to do now. He's done, and he's yeah. giving you the blueprint in terms of how you should go about yourself, how you should conduct yourself. If he had like Instagram, if they had that in that time, he would have killed it probably then as oh, well. Like, it's even worse. Yeah, it's like. I he's just also it helps that he's likable because you can do all this stuff if no one likes you then you're not yeah. going to care what you're doing but he's yeah he's just that he's that guy isn't he mm. he's the guy um, I wanted to ask a question so at the beginning of the season we were kind of ranking the leagues in terms of like how competitive they are a couple of people were saying different things but I feel like the tides have kind of changed and I want to see if people are still holding the same opinions that they had before. Because like now, I'm looking at Bundesliga and like the difference between like the top four is like probably like how many points, like maybe like 10 points. But then I look at the Premier League and the difference between... Less than that. It, hmm? I think it's less than that. Well, the difference yeah. is way more between between like Liverpool and you and the fourth. Oh, I'll hold, I'll hold my Bundesliga. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Bundesliga is less, yeah. But then in comparison to, like, the Premier League and stuff like that. So are we still saying the Premier League is the most competitive as of this season? Yeah. Personally, I think it's still the... Comp- the 
most competitive. Yeah. I think that I think that this season is looking like to say the Prem's looking like La Liga. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're gonna look at take Liverpool away. Um, apart from Liverpool, the rest of the what's going on in, in the table is an absolute madness. You don't even know who's gonna. But is, yeah, but that but shows is that, how we that shows competition. For me, that shows the level that we're at now, where it's not so much of a golfing. Anyone can beat anyone in the Prem. That's that's how. Isn't I that what we're always talking about? Like that. No, but it's always been like that. always been like that. Anyway, but, like but I'm just saying that this season. No, it never used to be like that before. No, anyone can beat anyone in the Prem. No, no, no. Let's think about it. When it was, it was the top four. And you just collect points from certain teams, you know. What I mean, your West Ham's are oh, that's a definite, or your this and that. But now the level is so, or it's not, it's not the same, but it's very similar in terms of the access to to facilities and you know having a psychologist, your nutrition, uh, different training yeah, obviously techniques. When you pump in money, yeah. Um, obviously, the the league's going to grow and your clubs are going to grow. Yeah. But I think that in terms of like like I said, trying to take away the top four. Mm. Even if you leave the like mid table down to like relegation, that's still a battle within itself because now what we're seeing, um, the teams that are fighting for relegation mm. are now starting to turn it up. Like we're looking at Watford who's just beating Liverpool. Mm. Now they're fighting for relegation. Um and it's now their season start. Their season starts yesterday. Their yeah. season started yesterday. Yeah. So now now all of these teams that do need points. They're, they're fighting to get it. They're fighting to get it. And even though, like, let's say your Arsenal's, your United's, your Chelsea's, your Tottenham's, your Wolves and all of these teams need, your, need points. So it's going to be even more hard because mm. now these lower league teams that are in relegation battle, they're, they're you know, <laughs> fighting for points. So I was supposed to score. Sorry, three two to Wolves. Well done, Wolves. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Sammy. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, but yeah. So, um, so I would still say that the English Prem is um, more competitive. I would still put like the Prem. I'll say I think I said Bundesliga, La Liga. Italian league. Italian is stepping up, though. Actually, no, no, no. Actually, I think I know. Actually, I'll put Prem, Bundes, Italian, La Liga, and French league. Yeah, that's my old. But are we just saying Bundesliga because of what happened with Bayern Munich this weekend? And then with Spurs and uh, Leipzig. Was it Leipzig? In general, they actually. It's actually competitive. Yeah. I still think that La Liga is. I don't think so. I mean, they're doing better. I don't think so. I think this season of the Prem is like an amalgamation of what's been happening for the past few seasons. It just so happens that City dropped off so poorly that it doesn't look like it is. Like, realistically, I think we all assumed this season it would be City and Liverpool fighting for the Prem again. Mm. Just that City are doing worse than what we thought they would, so it's mm. just made everything look mad. Yeah, but well. For me, the Prem has been a bit shaky for a minute, whereas the other leagues, they've been getting a bit better in terms of their competitiveness, like the Bundesliga. The French League has always been what the French League is, isn't it? It's like, it'll mainly be PSG, maybe one year be a freak, mm. and something will happen, but generally be PSG. I feel like, we all, like, I think the Bundesliga is it's a bit tight. I think Bayern will still win it, mm. but it's, it looks less like it's going to be the term of the 22-point gap thing. Mm. I think this season is just... It's, 
like, like, what's the word, cheesy and all that, but it just happens that everyone else is weirdly doing the whole transition thing seriously now. But you've got Arsenal, got a new manager in between, and he's still, it's a new guy, Chelsea transfer band with a new manager, mm. Man United with Oli, and then the whole kind of thing with the whole, and then mm. certain their players aren't fit or whatever it is. Mm. And then it's like, so there's all these things happening at the same time. Spurs losing Poch, yeah. Jones. It's just like it just so happens. It's the time where Liverpool are doing fantastic. You can't take that away from them, but it just so happens they're doing that at the same time when everyone else is now doing Shaka right over which place to, and it's like it's a bit it's of a madness. You know why I find it interesting because we're saying that the Premier is the most competitive, but even take this week for example. So look at the teams that are fighting for top four. Mm. The tournament's gone lose. Mm. Chelsea drew. United drew. Um, who else is in Atlanta? Leicester lost. Leicester lost. Like yeah. for me, if if it's if the league was so competitive, shouldn't people be playing their best and trying to take advantage of these but situations? Just, Why is that, it always just? But all the like, results that you should, that, that you just shows said that, yeah. that should show you that that's it. It's competitive. Then. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. But, but, are you saying competitive in terms? Okay. For me, I think competition should be like it should be gauged that when teams are playing their best. How many of the teams in the Prem are playing play the, best? the best? Because now, if if now, what do you call it? If now, for example, Watford, Watford beating Liverpool, yeah, mm. that doesn't really show me competition. That shows, of course me, it does. Well, it does show it is competitive. Yeah. It obviously is competitive, but it it more shows me that Liverpool underperformed. Yeah. Okay. Because regardless, you expect them regardless to whether or not, regardless whether the reason, regardless whether the reason if they underperformed, if they overperformed, the reality of it is that the other team resisted whatever Liverpool were bringing, and the other team prevailed. Like, um, so we can't now say that you, that we we have to now judge um, um, competition based on every team being at their best because no team can be because at, at the end of the day you're not at the best but just performing at a decent level because if a team is underperforming but, I don't but really think about think it this way though that like, think about that like, you're not going to get a full season you're never gonna where every team, every single team is going to be at their best so no, no, at the end of the day there's going to be teams that there's going to be teams that are going to be on form mm. on based on their runoff games there's going to be teams that are just on form because they're just winning every time. Like, you see your Liverpool, they were winning. Mm. So, I just feel like it's a reflection, even if you look in Europe as well. Look, in the, look at, look at um, what happened in Europa League and, and Champions League. The German teams, they won all their matches in Europe. The Premier League. Okay, but look at it this way. Like, okay, so then, okay, so then when, let's say the league are, when it's just Barcelona, and Real Madrid at the time before um, Atletico Madrid came in the mix, yeah. Mm. Would you now say that that was a competitive league? It was just one and two. It's either you knew who was going to win the league I I after a particular time. So are you going to say that the, that La Liga, um, La Liga is competitive because it's just Barcelona and Real Madrid at their best? Because week in, week out, they're not going to play each other week in, week out. So you can't necessarily now judge or gauge that but within the prem you like i can't now i can't say that um arsenal will beat watford you can't now say that liverpool will beat um sheffield united do you understand that no one no one can actually say that unless you know it's 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 based on form or it's based on how you know you're on how healthy 
your squad is. Do you understand? So I think that the Prem is the most competitive and livest um, that's, league in the world. That's, that's, that's why I keep saying, like, well, when people are saying, oh, like, in terms of the gap with Liverpool, how far they've got up, and then you look at the rest of the table and you see how close it is, that just shows how rubbish all the other teams... I don't think that shows how rubbish that all the other teams have been doing this season. I just think that everyone's got up to a certain level now where everyone's collecting points off, mm-hmm. off of anyone. It doesn't matter who you are, name or whatever. Sheffield United could go to any any team and bat them up. Do you know what I mean? In terms of the season that they've been having and how they've been doing so well. Mm-hmm. Um, who else can I name that's been... That's maybe... Wolves. Wolves. Wolves are like a surprise Sheffield for United. But to be honest, Wolves not, to be honest, Wolves, Wolves is not even Wolves is not even a surprise because yeah. for the for, for they've the been past, able to maintain it. For that's the past, what I'm like, I think like three to four seasons, Wolves have been have been on this journey of like really uh, but they're really stamping themselves as a yeah. you know. Oh like, yeah, 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 I agree. But didn't they all say that they were they were built to be a Premier League team in the Championship? This is like a plan. They had planned to be able to do this the way they did. Players they got, the money they got, the way they kind of set up the manager they got. They yeah, obviously that plans to come to the Premier League, make sure they're like minimum top ten. Yeah, like there's different factors in why teams or players are not, you know, performing as a team or whatever. It could be confidence, it could be whatever. So many things, so, so many aspects. So it's it's just one of those things. But when you're looking at like the competitive levels, you can't put you can't the league there. You can't put because even like Bayern, like even like only this season where I'm looking at the league and I'm seeing like Bayern, um Dortmund and another team Leipzig, but, like, they're all kind of like mm. close but yeah. before it was Bayern much more steam rolling. Like, yeah. Bayern would have won, won it by yeah, now. Yeah, they would have won it by now. They would have won you know it. What I'm trying to say they so. Won the by now. So it, I think that yeah, the Prem. But then uh, that being said, when when that was happening, people said that the thing was a farmers league, pretty much. So now that the same thing is happening in the Prem, isn't it? I think isn't you're it never gonna. Everyone's everyone's same. always gonna pick at something. Everyone's never yeah. gonna be happy with it. Um, um, for me, I'm just I'm just happy that. It's weird. It is one of the best leagues in the world, and you can tell, like, even the fact that we've got the best, some of the best players, we've got the best managers in the world that are in our league. Mm, you know what I mean? All have come in and out of our league, and even listening to them, you know what I mean? For the likes of Guardiola, I know people say that he's a fraud or whatever, but for me, one of the best. And he's saying this is the most, this is the hardest in his whole career. And you think of the things that he's done, Klopp as well. They know how hard it is. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's why I just appreciate the fact. That is, you can't call it. You, no one could have called it yesterday. No one would have thought Watford would turn up like that That's fact, and, mm-hmm. and kill off Liverpool and they wouldn't even get a goal. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, I wonder what the odds would have been for that. A 3 0. The odds would have been sky high. And in La Liga and all these other leagues, like, if you if you see a shock defeat, like someone like Barcelona or Real Madrid beat like that, you're in genuine shock. Yeah. Yesterday, I saw the result, but I weren't shocked. <laughs> Like I'm that, shocked, but not like shocked. Yeah, because yeah. that's what the prem is capable of. Like anyone can get a result of anybody. Like for instance, a, a defeat that I didn't know will happen last season. But I'm like, okay, like when Crystal Palace went to Man City, mm. beat them three two there. You understand? You're not yeah. uh, you're not expecting it, but the Premier League can give you them things. Whereas La Liga, uh, French league. By um, Bundesliga, you're kind of knowing, yeah, but, these men are gonna get a result constantly. But, but then again, I do think that it's a bit of we are a bit biased. And England is very biased, and when it comes to Europe or 
any like world competitions we try and say that we're the best or we feel like we're the best. I'm not saying no. that a lot no. in terms of the media. No, in terms of yeah, the media, media they think they, they, the way that they portray England teams and whatever is as if we are the best. And yes, on paper we should be with the amount of money that we have in the game, etc., etc. But um, it's just it's just one of those things where look at this week and people were shocked with about Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich are <laughs> one of the best teams in the world and you think that Chelsea, how Chelsea have been, been doing inconsistent <laughs> would be able to, but the fact that the media would build it up so much. To... Yes, Tunde, yeah. man like captain. <laughs> you know, before we get into like, you know, your... um what you do now mm. what was like your footballing background like growing up boy you know what yeah um i started from young mad young i think starting to football like seven eight yeah that's all i knew like you know when someone says oh something's a lifestyle yeah there's people who say they lived it and then there's people who who really lived it? Yeah. I lived football, like I lived for football. Like, um, where did I start getting? I wanted to play for Arsenal from like age ten. Mm. Um, being from round here as well, there were a lot of like football schools, football yeah. little things going on around here. Um, I was primary school kicking ball like mad. Um, summer school, they used to be like these things. Um, there's something I started, I don't know if you remember, uh, it was called Arsenal Positive Futures. Mm, used to do that on Market Road. Yeah, 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 I was there regularly from like the age of 13. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Market Road, I was at Market Road every weekend, every summer, religiously without mm-hmm. fail. Like, I like to call myself Market Road legend. <laughs> I, like, I, I take that claim, like, I live there just playing ball. Um, I I played with a few teams locally. I used to play a lot at Tottenham. Used to play a ball at Farm a bit. Um, also used to play Power League in uh, I don't even know Willoughby Lane, mm. Astro Turf yeah, yeah. back there. I remember a few of my boys. Uh, used to play uh, Chipmunk. Awesome. Yeah, used to play on our team. This was like 2002, 2003 times. So right, some right. of my boys from school, yeah. him as well, used to play with them a lot there. Used to play a power league game. Barnet, is yeah. it Frank Barnet? Yeah, played there yeah. countless times. Set up about five teams there. Each we always got kicked out, fighting, yeah. fighting, <laughs> fighting, fighting, <laughs> fighting, fighting. Bearing in mind, we're all like 13, 12, <laughs> not even 14 yet. Wow. But I went Nike Town. We, we robbed all the kits there. <laughs> all the kits that we were using that we were playing at all these leagues. So um, one opportunity came up for me, I think probably about age 15. Um, I had trials at, uh, I had one trial at Leonoria. Um, didn't go as expected. Um, but the guy said, listen, working again, da 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 da. But I'm not gonna lie. That little child there shattered me, man. Because mm, yeah. I thought, you know what? Yeah, I was overconfident. Mm. I thought, yeah, I could kick ball. 
I met my match that day, man. Like, I really <laughs> met these, sure, these yo. Sure, like, I thought I was on football. Yeah. yeah. Nah, just some guys there, like, technically <laughs> gifted yeah, yeah, yeah. from young, yeah, you understand? Jimbo, yeah. Jimbo, yeah. Jimbo, Jimbo. You know them Jimbo's, like, you know what it is? Yeah, that man had their dads, their dads would take mm. and kick up out. Like, I didn't have none of that, yeah. you understand? Like, and, um, yeah, so probably around 16, I don't know if you don't know, there was a thing at Market Road, like some company used to come down once a season. I don't know the name of it, but they used to, they, they can scout you into any team. Oh yeah? Yeah, it happened for me once, I'll never forget. So I've, I've pulled up now. I didn't know that was going on. So yeah. I pulled up just normally on a normal day, who's about by myself on a kickball. Bearing in mind, I've come in a one, I'll never forget this day, when uh, New Era hat, um, blue, blue Nike hoodie, yeah. blue denim jeans, and some torn Air Maxes. Yeah. And I had my house keys on my belt buckle. <laughs> so I'm just like, yo, I don't have any gear, can I play? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you can get involved. But I think they put me like right mid or something. Shocking, because I've never played there. And I started playing now, and I gave one crazy assist. Yeah. Like, one of the best games I've ever played. We're playing, I think we're playing like six aside yeah. on Market Road. And a guy goes, I could have scouted you, but you came in jeans with your keys on your thing. You weren't ready to play ball. Maybe try again next year. Oh. So God, yeah, that broke every single thing in me in football, man. And I think I was about 15, so this was like 05. I went home and I was like, mom, I could have got Sky. Because mom was like, yo, we need to make money. We need to move yeah. out of this area. <laughs> football, football, you know, you know how mm. parents are anyway. Mm. So after that, yeah, man, I kind of I kind of gave up on football because I felt like if I weren't playing for someone by like 16, 17, it was kind of long, man. So I had people around me getting signed here and there. And I'm just mm. like, what am I going to do? So mm. just dropped back from trying to make it as a pro as a bit. Um, started playing for like school teams and stuff like that. Played um, in Harringay, so I went BNK, so played. The demo were mad talent. In Harringay, they, they got so many bad footballers over there, like, as in real sick ballers. Yeah. So um, I remember, I think this was like year 11, my last, our last year in that school together. Um, I remember I didn't, me and my PE teacher didn't really get along at the time, but he didn't he used to play me, but he knew that I was good. So he brought me on in the semi-final, two one down, 10 minutes to go. I remember scoring two goals. Yeah. Went to school the next day as a hero. Yo, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. We got into our school final. And um, but I, I wish I could send these videos to some of my boys from back then. I remember we played a final. I think, who do we play against? Uh, St. Tommy Moore. Um, we lost on penalties, if I'm correct. 33 32 in a school final on penalties. What do you mean 33? As wow. in 33 goals. It was like that, I swear to you. You might have took 30 penalties. Bro, he took 30 no, penalties. <laughs> I swear. So for me, that, that was like my biggest moment in football because I didn't really win many trophies as all the teams I yeah. play with. So like yeah. school football was still everything to yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I remember our captain, Mr. Penalty, like, and that was our last year of football experience in school. So apart from that, I tried uh, the Arsenal Positive Future thing. I tried, but they let me go at, um, I think they let me go, at, I remember getting a letter, let me go at 16 saying, yo, um, you're, too, you're a bit too old for this group. And da, 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 da. So from like 16, I kind of gave up on football, man. But um, then I got into music. But um, 
there's one thing I always say. I love music now. It's, ever, it's everything I've loved to do, but football always has that first level of yeah. music for me. Yeah. Like we work at the Emirates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes I'm dying not yeah. being on that pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because yeah, it's work, yeah. But I'm just like, yo, like, I didn't make it. Mm. It still hurts me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even gonna lie to you, it hurts me like, Rah, like I'm actually a steward at the Emirates, but I'm not on that pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you know what? Yeah, has to feel realness. That's how I feel yeah. from time to time. You understand? Yeah. And also, I used to play for Sunday's teams as well. Obviously, mom growing up in church, they didn't allow me to go to all these. I like, had bare opportunities. Mama's like, nope, you're coming to church, you're going this, you're going that. So that also messed me up as well. Yeah. So sometimes I blame my mum for me not making it as well. I said, mum, I tell her now we could have been gone <laughs> if you allowed me. Like the yeah. opportunities were there. Like our, our age, our generation, there was bare opportunities to right. make it. There were so many opportunities. And sometimes I wish I was like 15 now, then I know what. Like now it's too late. Yeah. You understand? I know what I would have been able to do to like, boom. Mm. Like I'll be so certain if I was 15 now, mm. I would have made it, yeah. you understand? And it does hurt me from time to time when people say, how do you make it? Mm. Like when we used to do ballers only sometimes, yeah. when we used to do a market role, like uh, you remember Joe, Joe come up to you and then the game, yo, have you made it? I said, ah, please don't ask me that, <laughs> you understand? It yeah. it, it, it burns, it man, yeah. it proper burns that I didn't yeah. make it, you understand? So how did how did you feel? Because I know at Arsenal, what they, what they used to do is, once a season, at the end of the season, they yeah. would open it up to all the stewards and we'd play a game. Do you know what's mad? I, I, I played, I played on Highbury. Oh yeah. Yeah, I started playing on Arsenal pitches for a long time. So when I used to do, play for all these little Arsenal teams and all these little, started playing from like Highbury. So I remember, I think it was after the Champions League semis Again to 06, was it against Madrid or Juve, one of them teams? Mm. They opened up the pitch to us. I remember I heard that story of people going down. Yeah, like, we got to play, oh, bro. Go play like, From there, I felt like, yep, this this is home, this felt right. And then um, obviously as stewards, mm. we now got to play in the Emirates. We didn't get to do it last season, yeah. but the season before we did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the best days it of my sick, life. One of the best days of my life. One of the best days of my life. I don't know why they didn't do it. Why didn't they do it last I don't season? even know why they didn't do it last They're season. They're not going to do it anymore, I think. Is it? it? I don't even know. Oh, but God. honestly, so. I felt like that moment there, I felt like I made it. And I had a, like, I had a, great tournament as well until I got injured in the last game. I didn't train for it, I didn't do nothing. I had to just went and that was it. But honestly, going in the change room, the experience. Yeah, the whole experience. Um, I think we had the game, it was like bare water. Like yeah, 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 free food or little snacks I was like, raw. Yeah. Like, I remember that day, was, like genuine Sims, one of the best days of my life. It was, it was a good day. So, um, yeah, yeah, man. Not to Arsenal for that. Um, so then, you say that you kind of stopped or you realised that you, you had another talent in, within music. So, yeah. like, talk us through that whole journey of your music up until now. So what yeah, so obviously football didn't really go the way I wanted to at 16. So I kind of realised that, okay, what am I going to do with myself? Obviously, being young, being from, um, you know, how it is, mm. you just get in yourself and, like, dumb stuff, and you understand? So, um, thank God, I always say I woke up early. I'm just like, you know what, this... To say it for me, this mm. lifestyle, these things are not for me. What am yeah. I gonna do? Mm. Um, so I just, I just had an interest. I just see people doing music, like in school and stuff, like, and I'm like, what is this? What are you mind doing? Like, I just had mad interest into it. So um, started. One of my friends said, get LimeWire, go and download free loops on LimeWire. I said, what? What's that? So I got LimeWire. I started making 
instrumentals from the age of 16. And um, ever since that was like 06, I've been in music, um, produced for quite a few well-known artists yeah. over well, here. Get into that, oh, get into that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't give it to them yet, bro. Yeah, you don't give it to them, right, cool, no worries. But um, yeah, so I've, it's almost like the hunger I had from football just transferred yeah, yeah. into music. Yeah. So the way I was going to pitches, playing for, I've played for like hundreds of teams in my lifetime. I just moved that over to music. So now I'm just going to studio, to studio, to studio, to studio. Like assist this producer, assist mm -hmm. that artist. Like, bro, like I'm like the running boy in the seat. Yo, go shop, bro, I will do it. You understand? Because I was just fascinated. I'm just like, listen, if I'm going to live this life, I've got to be someone like that's that's just different. Yeah. I, I don't want to live a normal life. Yeah. You understand? Mm. Obviously, you know how this this, this country and this system set up. Like, if you're not doing something extraordinary, they don't really want us meant to be like rich, rich, rich out there. You understand? Mm. So I just said, no, nah, I got to do something that's just gonna one day bring like good money and legit money in and stuff like that. So um, yeah, ever since it's been that man. Oh, oh. Like where? W where would you say was your biggest like influence that made you kind of make you love um, music? Like, was it church? Was it like family home? Was it um, with friends? A bit of everything, you know. Um, I think my first, I started, I grew up in church. So yeah. church is, plays a massive, massive role in all of that. Mm -hmm. um, playing instruments in church, all of that stuff. But I think, I think the main thing that made me say, I want to do music was probably uh, Dizzy Rascal Boy in the Corner album. Yeah. And um, let me just say grime in general. Yeah. Grime was the main reason why I wanted to do music. Um, at that time, and I don't think we'll ever get that feeling again, between like 02 and 06, grime was the most incredible thing that ever yeah. happened to this country. Yeah. The most incredible thing, like the feeling can never be the same. Um, and a lot of my, I went to school with quite a few grime heads. Um, I don't know if you know Double S. Yeah. Mm. yeah, we went to school together and he's partly the reason, I've never told him this, maybe if he watches he might no, but he's partly the reason why I started producing. He gave me a, a grime instrumental CD in 2005. So it had beats like Havana on it, which is now called Stormzy yeah, Shut Up, yeah. um, Pied Piper, Kick, instrumental by, um, what's that guy that made it, that Flirty jumped on, um, forward instrumental, power instrumental. Yeah. So I just like, yo, and he was spit for those. I was like, bro, just give me that. And I, you know, today I've still got that instrumental. Yeah. Like, I remember I was right, Grime instrumentals 2005. And I played it in my, my car the other day. I was like, whoa, like it just, everything just went back. Mm. So that's, that's where, the drive came from, and then we used to have like little lunchtime breaks. Um, if there was no ball, everyone's yeah. in the music room, yeah. MC, and even me as a clown, I used to try MC, but bro, I was, I was wasting my time, <laughs> you understand? But I just see all of them doing that, I see some of my boys producing. I'm like, what are you man doing? This looks mad. And when I'm onto something, like I have to learn it, yeah. you understand? So that was my drive. So like a combination of church, a combination of grime, it's a mad combo, but that's what made it happen for me and ever since never stopped man yeah wow so who um who are some of the people that you've come into contact with that you maybe you've grown up with in school and that and now that have kind of they're really established in the music industry you know what's mad double s as i mentioned he's mm. someone that uh 
he he had a he had a good run at the time he had a good run um for my year group there's not not many one of my boys his name's stigmatic he was a, he was a producer one of the producers that um at that time like 05 06 one of the if not the biggest producer in tottenham along with people like wizzy wow and chunky bizzle yeah you, you remember them names yeah yeah so them i were they were, he's done bits he's just still doing bits now but then the generation um youngest behind my year there was people like uh who avelino he went to my school doing bits uh mo stack went to my school okay, so uh notes but oh. apparently he come like a year after I left. Um, don't you know, shocker for Marvel. Yeah. Oh, he sure came yeah. in for a bit as well. Um, who else went to my school, man? Um, there's a guy called Blazy. I don't know if you know him. He's, he's, he was or is a part of Boy Better Know. Um, he went to my school as well. Um, I ain't spoken to any else in his man in years, but musically, those that had a little name from that, I'm trying to remember if anyone else, man. But that was mainly it, man. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So currently, like in the scene, um, who are you? Who have you worked with or worked with currently? Okay, this is a techie one. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it 100 because there's there's people people I've been in the studio with, okay. but there's music that hasn't come out yeah. and probably will never come out. Let me feel the realness. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't want to name Actually, names. Before you name names, man, as a producer, how annoying or how frustrating is it when you're in a studio session? Yeah. Um, when you're um, producing for for an artist or artist or a group. Yeah. And you kind of might know that this tune may not even come out. Like, how frustrating is is that as a producer? You know what? Yeah, you got to you got to be mentally prepared for that. Um, I was just telling someone yesterday, literally by WhatsApp, nothing in music is guaranteed. Um, it's quite frustrating though, because obviously with music, um, as a producer, you have to fund everything yourself. You've got to fund your equipment. Yeah. If you've got a studio, you've got to fund that. And it depends on who you are. Basically, if you're a well-known artist, more time you won't charge them for the studio sessions. You'll yeah. just be like, you're seeing that as an opportunity come in, um, let's work. Yeah. And if the song does come out, then yeah, the, the check's nice at the end of it. But for that time, if it doesn't come out, that's your time wasted, yeah. you understand? And that's the sad thing about it as well. Um, obviously, there's some people as well who may pay for the studio time, who may pay for the sessions and um, still not even bring the song out of it. Obviously, you get the change out of it. For me, it's not about the change. Like, I want my music out there. Yeah. So within my career, like, so far, I've probably made about, I ain't gonna lie to you, I've probably made 600, 700, 1,000 songs since I started music from the age of 16, 17. But I feel like the world's only been able to hear probably like, what's so crazy, about 30 to 40 out of that, you understand? And yeah. it's not because, oh, everyone doesn't use my songs, I'm gonna say, oh, I'm not gonna do music anymore. Mm -hmm. But as in this game, you're literally one song away. They literally say, once you get that one song, the rest to get everything out there open. So I don't, you have to be mentally prepared to be able to take rejection. You're gonna face a million rejections in the music industry, yeah. you understand? But when you get that one, that one will change your life and open everything else around you. So it is, it is frustrating, like mentally it's affected me a lot, several times. 
um, lost me money, left me flat out broke sometimes. But at the same time, I'm just like, you know what? One day that one song's gonna come and it's just gonna make yeah, all the the deck the deck past ten years or whatever that I've missed out on all them opportunities. Yeah, all come back and he- um, set me up for the future. So um, yeah, so in in studio, who have you worked with? Um, or who have you been in studio with? If you are if you are allowed. Yeah, to I've I've been in the studio with with a lot of like the um, a lot of grime and grime urban hip hop guys such as uh, from Retri to to Crepton Conan. Yeah, been in studio Sneakball Chip. Um, who else have I been in with? Tinchy Strider. Mm-hmm. Um, who else have I been in with? Man, uh, Gets. Um, who else have I been in with? Uh, bloody hell. <laughs> this, 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 is, this is the problem. Bloody hell. Like, I've actually genuinely... You know what's mad? Some of them I ain't actually been in with, but some of them have been on my songs. But yeah. some of them yeah. don't even know who I am. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. crazy. I'm yeah. keeping 100. Some of them don't even know who I am. Mm. Like, But some of them I've genuinely been in the room with, but if they were to watch it, they will be like, who's that brother? Yeah. But I'll be like, they, they've probably been in the studio with bare people, but like, there's genuine proof like, yo, you remember this song for 014? Yeah. Remember this song for 2013? Yeah, understand. There was time way back, I think, old 12 or 13, Scorcher. Mm. There's an obsession with him time ago as well, but this was something to do with for someone else. But yeah. these men, they, they probably won't even remember, you understand? Mm. But like, literally, man's been in the studio with them, a few Afrobeat artists like one they call, yeah, yeah, Banky W. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so a few of them, not like, Kid of Cards, um, Lowski, um, who else, who else, who else have I done bits with? But um, yeah, those are a few of the names that I've been in with. So what would you say is your, your best session? Who has your best session been with and why? Um, What is my best ever session? Or you can maybe can name maybe your top three sessions that you've been in? The session I had with Rex was really good. This was um, two years, two, three years ago. Why yeah. was it so good? Um, first of all, probably like one of the most nicest guys you ever meet. Mm. Um, the thing is, I, I, like he's the older generation to my lot, but I know a lot of like, he's younger lots. So they're some of my friends, but he don't know who I am. Yeah. So he's just coming to the session. Like, you know, let's be real people in this industry be like, yeah, I'm this person come in humble. Like, and we just like, we connected as soon as he walked in the room. You understand? It's just like, yo, people, what's good? Played music, played music, just vibed and like, seeing him work because I listened to him from when I was like 15 yeah. you understand like some of his youngers were some of my mates so they were always saying retch 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 so actually getting to work with him it's just like yo okay you see how America's may see Jay-Z it may sound far-fetched but I'm like to me being from North yo this is retch yeah. you understand yeah. but he didn't come across he, he came across like one of the man them in a session yeah. just genuine um, vibe the song never ever came out as I said but it was just like the opportunity to work with someone that I've listened to every single one of their projects yeah. speak about be like yo one of the best in North if not one of the best lyricists in the whole country yeah. you understand like that was like shit and I was an honour to work with him so that was one of my favourite sessions what's mad is I did a session last week Saturday um, I don't know if the song's ever going to come out but um 
Didlowski and uh, Peter Cod made a made a very very sick song. Yeah. Um, I pray it comes out. I really do pray it comes out. I think it will. I think it will. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was one of my favorite sessions. It was, in, it was just in the crib. It wasn't even no fancy studio. Mm-hmm. Just made a song mm-hmm. so organic. Everything just happened quick. That's the first time I ever met Lowski. I ever worked with him. Mm-hmm. Sick individual, like sick guy, like just humble. Everyone's just like, there's no egos in the room. We just made a tune probably like one hour. Everything yeah. was done and it just sounded crazy at the end of it. So um, yeah, that was one sick session I had that I really enjoyed. Um, and I'm trying to think probably one more session that I've had. Um, I ain't got... You know what, yeah, I enjoy most of the sessions I do. Um, so there's no like standout sessions for me. I genuinely enjoy every single session I do. So, But those are two that, as of recent, have really, like, that stuck with me. And yeah. I, yeah, so yeah, that's that. Okay. I was gonna, um, I was gonna ask in terms of how you see the industry, the music industry, one. Yeah. Um, the fact that you have artists like Santander, um, you know, you've got so many British artists now that Stormzy, obviously, that are breaking barriers. I'm not saying that they've, they've done it themselves, but yeah. they're reaching out to a lot more people within the world. Yeah. And then also, the, the world is also using, you know, some of our things, like our music. Like, let's say, for example, God Rest His Soul, like Pop Spoke. Yeah. The fact that he's, you know, spitting on, you know, UK beats. How do you feel like that? Do you, do you embrace it? Because I know, like, there's a lot of English people or a lot of musicians and that, that one, they might not feel it or they're like, oh, this is our thing. This is what we do and you're not allowed to do it. Like, we don't we don't want Drake to come over here and start spitting, you know, doing a fire in the booth or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how do you feel that? I embrace everything, man. Like, um, for forever, we've been compared to America forever and America is superior to us man forever have been but we're on a level now where we're breaking barriers like those people embracing our cultures is is helping these people over here literally be bigger mm. than just England or UK or yeah. Europe or, you understand like these man like I'm in studio with some of these man like like I or I know someone that's very close to some of these man these men are living. Yeah. That back in the day, you see, like I was saying, well, I'll come up in a grime era. These men weren't living mm. comfortably. These men were. I'll, there's, there's times I used to go to the studio. I used to bump into Dot Rotten on the bus. Mm. There's times I used to bump into Tiny. At the time, I bumped into Tiny Temple on the London Overground mm. in Hackney. I'll never forget. It was like 0706. But now, those times, you can still make music and not enjoy it. But now, since all that culture shift and all these men are embracing us. These men are living good. Yeah, they yeah. jet like we're young guys yeah. being millionaires and mm. and living fancy. Like I just saw on Instagram, was it today? Dave just bought like a Lamborghini yeah, Jeep yeah, at yeah. 21. Mm. When Wiley was 21, these men were still running ragged, you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like <laughs> that's partially because of people like Drake. People people say, yeah, he's a he's he like, yeah, bro, he's done a lot. He's done a lot. You understand? He only come do something with Skepta. Skepta cannot deny it. He helped mm. his life change. Yeah, Skepta was already good, but Drake just said, "There you go, go to that next same, level." The same with gigs. Gigs. He put him out at flipping uh, wireless, mm. bro. He's not trying to say he took gig. You see that KMT verse? Mm. I remember seeing Jay Z in concert playing at our concert one day. You think if Drake never did that song with uh, gigs that uh, Jay Z would have ever heard? 
that that, that verse from Giggs or even know who Giggs was. Mm. I don't know, Jay-Z might have known about him already, but Drake just helped yeah. do all of that stuff, you understand? Yeah. So like the dual thing as well, like all these Americans doing it, it's just making us man shine a lot more. And mm. it's even all these UK producers making all their, their stuff, you understand? Mm. So even us producers, like I don't know many producers like a lot, I got like a lot of producers in the industry, but they're living, but like living, living. You understand? Like now, producers are now just gradually starting to be like, okay, we're comfortable financially. We're actually having mad success. Like people like Timlin, Scott Storch, Pharrell, mm. deep. Like I remember Scott Storch, I saw something like he went bankrupt. Yeah. yeah but yeah. he he made over his career like seventy million. Yeah. yeah. Producers barely make a million over here. Mm. You understand? But we're now shifting, and the why we're shifting is because people from overseas are now embracing us you understand like people like rihanna behind the scenes coming here to make her album you understand i've heard stuff behind the scenes she's here she's got mad songwriters mad producers from london on her project upcoming project god willing it comes out i don't want to jinx anything and they and they make the project but i'm hearing yo rihanna this uk person's here this uk person's here Mm. some some guys i grew up with are making songs for drake Mm. you understand Mm. like so Wow, I'm, I take all of it in, man. I don't want to be like, oh, it's just a UK thing because we're just forever going to be blocked out and we're never going to, like, expand and stuff like that. So I'm happy. Let Americans copy us. Let them steal our flow. Let them do whatever, you understand? Because it just makes the Americans know, like, yo, we got people over in the UK. Can hold our own yeah. Control. That's it. Um, um, go on, go on, Do you think that producers get enough credit from artists? Because I, I feel like there's always this ongoing battle with artists and producers um, not getting enough credit for, you know, what contribution they have put to an artist's song. Because obviously without you producers, there'll be no beat unless the artists know how to make beats themselves. Do you think that um, they are not getting respected enough? Um, I don't feel it personally. Um, I feel it's changing. With starting to get respect, um, but uh, yeah, like there's a difference. Um, there's a difference between a producer and a beat maker. So what's the difference? A uh, producer is someone who can make the beat, but they they more time take control of the session and can take control of the song. Like yo, change that line in that verse, change the the timing of your melody, change this, change that. Yeah. Understand? So not even producers. Some producers can't make beats. People like. Puff, he's a producer, you understand? In the, like American terms and stuff like that. Or people like uh, Jay-Z, people like, if you see like Beyonce songs on like her last album, she's credited as a producer on Spotify on every single song because she has an influence now. Do this with the beat, change that, change that, change that. But um, some people may disagree, but that's how I've seen it. And that's how most people see it as well. So nowadays I feel Music's a business, first of all. So a lot of people, producers have to get paid. So if people get, producers get paid, sometimes artists will be like, oh, we've paid in this, we don't really need to put his name there and stuff like that to help yeah. him like get out there as well. And, it's, and that's a problem, you understand? Yeah. But the artist don't realise is that it's, it's the producer that made you who you are. Not too sure if you saw a clip of recently of Quincy Jones sitting down oh, saying yeah. that, oh, raw. I told Michael we're leaving yeah. that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Bro, that part of the song yeah. is so epic. <laughs> Bro, everyone was a kid here and they heard that. They didn't even want to wait for Michael's bit before everyone started getting crazy on the dance yeah. floor. You understand? You heard it's stuff like that. And artists feel like they know everything, but artists don't. 
like some artists are really like intelligent they know their music and all of that stuff but sometimes producers know nah like every artist needs to trust their producer you understand some do you understand yeah. but some just like nah i don't i don't like that I don't like, i've been in too many surgeries like no nah, i changed that stuff i'm like trust me but yeah so, so would you class yourself as a producer or a beat maker no i'm a producer 100 i'm involved in every single song that i do have an impact i just don't send i don't like sending out beats to anybody yeah don't like it never been a fan of it i like you come with me sit with me let's go through the song together you understand like one boy i recently worked with um released a tune recently like we're on a studio um and um he just freestyled on the instrumental i was like this is your first oh, was that yeah bro that yeah. tune is hard you know bro, thank you <laughs> and that's the exact song i'm talking about mm. and like literally it's mad I'm through the realness. If even if they see this, the manager came down yeah. and I said, "Yo, manager, tell him to do this." The way I'm listening, the manager said the way out of the room for one hour. Yeah, got to like cuss him out. Yo, listen, do this, do what I'm saying, do yeah. what he's saying. You understand? By the end of the session, ended up listening. Look what the song is now. You understand? Yeah. Just stuff like that. I made a beat quickly, but it's also now saying, "What are you gonna do in a beat that's gonna make the whole song yeah. be what it is?" So yeah, stuff like that. So what's your sorry, calm going? I'm just about to say something. No, it's just I'm just I'm just intrigued by it. I was gonna say who's who's your, you mentioned Quincy Jones, but just quickly, who's your top producer? Who's your your role model? Your role model? Uh, over my over that like, the past like ten years of my career was Timbaland, mm. but um, I study a lot as well. I, I don't just say yeah yeah cool I'm making music. I go back in time and listen to. Like other things so i recently went back to listen to like the neptunes and pharrell from like i think last year september i just spent a whole day listening to them and i thought to myself i've been lying to myself it's not timberland <laughs> i swear i was like yo it's not timberland like timberland's bro he's been my as well but no i listened if you don't go excuse me you don't go back and listen to some of the songs pharrell and the neptunes have made it some of the songs you'll be so surprised at what they made, like their diversity, their sound. I'm just like, yeah, it, it, I've got to change. You understand? So, like, Tiblin, Pharrell, Neptunes, they're right there. But I think the Neptunes and Pharrell push it. But yeah. Sorry, Sammy. Yeah, go on. What are you doing? Um, I was gonna say. Oh yeah, that is it. Um, what's your right? Um, at this current moment in time, what's your favorite genre of music that you're making right now? That your that your that's your element. Right now, mm-hmm. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Afro swing is my element right now. Okay, I was so against it two years ago. Yeah, so <laughs> against it. Yeah, so against it. But then some of my mates like I'm stubborn as well. Like, yo, do you really want to make bread from this thing? Do you really want? I was like, right, cool. Let me burn all this other genres they're doing. Let me just. And so far in the past few months, it's that genre that's got me like yeah. my biggest, some of my biggest cuts yeah. in music. So um, yeah, like, but I think uh, my favorite genre to music to make, like I'm like a hip hop R&B head. Yeah. Okay, so like the R&B side now, um, yeah. in your opinion, why isn't R&B for UK as big or why is it not? something that is prominently listened to? Um, I feel like UK R&B is not where it should be because number one, um, they're not making great UK R&B records. Yeah. I don't feel we can name 10 
great. You see how we talk about Hall of Fame? I don't think we could take name like ten great Hall of Fame UK R&B records. Like I, I can't remember the last great UK R&B act we had. Like I think people talking about people like Shola Amma and um, who else? People will say someone like Angel, but I don't think Angel is a yeah, artist. Yeah, you know, yeah, Craig Day. Oh, thank you. Yeah, How can Craig I forget? Day. Yeah, Angel. Angel. You see, Angel was my guy in like 2012. He he had some dope takes, but I don't know what happened to I him. I think he's like talented as musically as a whole. Yeah, but as an artist for singing. Yeah, he with, needs to leave it up. Yeah. With him, yeah, I don't know. I thought he was gonna be the guy. He's still doing bits apparently. Um, I, I still think he's mad talented. He's a producer as well. Like he just he produces his stuff as well, so he's mad talented. But over, overall, I just feel like number one, I've been in the studio with like so many R&B artists, if not every single one of them from this country. Not every single one, literally, but literally like eighty percent of R&B artists in the country. And the thing is, yeah, one day, I, like I wish I could sometimes just play my my whole laptop to the world to see like how crazy talented some of these lot are. But what's holding them back is that they have no blueprint. They have no one to look to look up to and say, this person is doing this. There's hope for us here. So it's all it's almost like all of them are waiting for someone to blow and bust and then be like, okay, she's done it yeah. or he's done it. Now I'm gonna do it, you understand? And another thing is there's no there's no unity within that the UK R and B scene. There's a lot of egos. If you realise, I don't know how many singers have collaborated from this country. It doesn't happen. I try to do it. Like there's yeah. times I've got singers who have names, a little bit of names in the country, got them in the same room. Guys, let's try and work something out. But ego being like, uh, she's, this, that's her side. Like, no, let's just try and make it work. Yeah. You understand? Like I've got proof. I've got songs on my computer, but yeah, too many egos and stuff. So I just feel like they, they, they just need to be one person. And I think, I feel it's coming this year. Like just one girl that's just going to be like, okay, boom. It's possible we can have a female Stormzy in the R&B scene, yeah. and then everyone will just be like, okay, it's possible because what everyone's doing now is running to America. Everyone's just running to America, and what people don't realize is they already have a million of you lot in America. America's talent is undeniable. Like, and there's people that haven't blown out there, and and they're still struggling to, but they're so sick. Someone like Jill Scott, she's one of the sickest. Not not, not Jill Scott. What's the other name? The woman's name, man. It's Bugging me, Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, Vocally, yeah. she's crazy. Yeah, like they yeah. say, she's better than like Beyonce and all that stuff. Yeah. But I've never been able to reach the limelight because of yeah, yeah, image or songs or Jill Scott or all these lot. You understand? Mm -hmm. So if these lot, yeah, they have a name. If these lot can't reach like the Beyonce levels and all that stuff, what makes you lot think like you're gonna be any better to try out there? It's only a minority. Like LMA's from here. Yeah. But I don't know. She got it good. She was consistent. She started from here. She started releasing music from here. They didn't embrace her, you understand? So she had to go over there. But what these don't even do over here, they don't release music over here. They just wait and wait and wait and wait until someone does something before yeah. they can say, okay, we're gonna do it now. Yeah. But no one wants to be that leader. No yeah. one wants to be, like, be the blueprint for UK R&B. Yeah. So Amen. I feel that's what we need. We just need someone to say, no matter what age they are, 21, 19, like just set someone, start off and then the rest will just fall into place, I think. Mm. Who are you who are you currently listening to? Who's like your favourite UK artist at the moment? Um, do you know so mad? Uh I don't listen to a lot of UK at the moment. Reason being if you're in music, you end up listening to your own music twenty four hours a day. Okay. Even on the way here. 
one song I made recently, I just, I just listened to it like 10 times. Just on loop, yeah. on loop just to see what I can do better. But um, at the moment, like, I like dig that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think his project he released the other day, um, I feel two months ago, I think it's incredible. For a draw artist, um, I haven't even listened to it yet, I but now you've mentioned it. I personally, I please go and take that boy in. Do you know you should also take in? Yeah. CB. Yeah, I, I ain't taking him properly, CB's, but I've heard. Um project from last year. What a project. Yeah, I need to go and take that in. That's a great drill project. Yeah, who was you listening to? Um, the obvious. The J House big conspiracy album, yeah, yeah that that was dope. Um, yeah, I listen, I've listened to that quite a few times. Trying to study it, like not just listen to it, but I'm a producer. I study. I've listened to that like four or five times. And yeah, why was this a number one album? And I get it. You understand? Um, but yeah, like I don't really feel like I've taken in a lot of UK music um, recently. I don't even like American music no more. I have to keep it 100 with you. I feel like hip hop has died over there. They've got all these men singing auto tune and all these um, all these rappers and stuff like that. No disrespect to them, but it's just I I don't feel anything in America at the moment, man. I, I can't remember the last time I thought adult albums come out of America like how it used to be like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. But that's man all that's all man listening to. But I don't think anything from America is inspiring at the moment. The drill, I like the drill pop smoke, obviously. That he he was he was doing bits and like he was someone I just started to listen to as well. Then obviously that that, that unfortunately happened to my man. But apart from that, nah, I don't really I'm not really listening to anyone in America, man. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Um well boy. Kind of have to tie it up because we've been we've been talking for quite a while. <laughs> but it's it's been pretty good. I know Sammy usually asks some sick questions towards the end. He always asks. <laughs> I know you got something up your sleeve. Um, no, because I'm um, actually the thing I want to ask is that okay, like um, just obviously you and music. Like, how are you trying to leave like your legacy in music or within like the community? Because I know that with that boy, what's the artist name? Uh, his name's Pins. Pins. So I know that you did something where you just, you know, tweeted out that you're given the opportunity to, what, how old were the people? Uh, uh, no, like 19, 19 to 25, 25, yeah. Like, where so basically tweeted that he's given the opportunity to, like, 19 to 25-year-olds to come in the studio for free okay. and, um, you know, make beats and stuff like that. So is that something that you want to continue doing or... What? Yeah, I'm gonna continue doing that. Um, as well as it, as it's good to work with people at the top. Yeah. I've, I, I'm a fan of developing my own. Mm. I've, I've always been, a, and I feel like it may sound crazy. I feel that's what's helped me back in my career a bit. Um, always trying to find that talent. Um, so I've got like three, four people under me at the moment who I'm developing, who are hopefully gonna start making names and a, a bit of noise for themselves and they already are to be honest um but uh yeah i'm, I'm a fan in developing man so i'm i'm gonna i'm trying to do that what i did on twitter the other day i'm trying to do like probably like another two or three or more of them this yeah. year and just see who's out there because there's just people who need that voice yeah and there's so many sick people that we just don't know about you understand they're just like oh i ain't got the money for studio i ain't got the money for production yeah. i know what it's like you understand like I remember not having a studio yeah. and all of that stuff. And now I got all of it and like, there's nothing more than saying, yo, 
someone <clears> could be in a tight situation, be going through a madness, and they're so talented, but they don't know what to do. Yo, come, let me help you change your life, you understand? Mm-hmm. And obviously, if they succeed at it, they're gonna remember the person who opened that door for them. So that that's my aim, man, to, to build as many as I can and not always just chasing people at the top. So um, yeah, man, that's the aim for me. Yeah, um, so I usually do this at the end of the show as well. Yeah. I always ask these quick questions. So. <laughs> 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 it's good, it's become a, a tradition. It has, it has. Yeah. Um, well, I'll ask you a few questions. Or yeah. We will ask you a few questions. Yeah, you just got to answer what the first thing that comes to your head. Yeah. I'll start by uh, saying Messi or Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Oh, what? Madison. Madison or Grealish? Grealish. Okay. Anyone else? The Bruyne, KDB or Pogba? He, he, he can answer that for me. Pogba. KDB, man. Come on. KDB. All day long. KDB, yeah. All day long, yeah. <laughs> Best midfield in the Prem by miles. I think it's Pogba personally, but these men are saying KDB. I'm gonna. I will fight for Pogba. Yes, I will fight for Pogba. Um, favorite player of all time for you? Uh, oh my days! No, I can't have one. All right, yeah. top Mine five. Is Pele. Mine is right, Pele. Top five. Top five. You see R nine. Mm. Again, another one. <laughs> he, said last week R nine. Well, R nine on Channel Four yeah. in nineteen ninety eight. Last year, no. He, this things my eyes couldn't believe. Is he R nine? Nah. I think if anyone says he's my first, I'm mm. never gonna say mm. yeah. R nine, then probably Henri. I saw Henri live, and but what I saw live from him will never ever be replaced mm. by anyone else. But Henri, um, Zidane will come next. Mm-hmm. He was he was out of this world, yeah. and then probably the obvious Messi and Ronaldo, but Ronaldo before Messi for me. Yeah, uh, Ronaldo's done it all done in different leagues. Um, Messi's won games on his own, but Ronaldo, he's won games, too many games on his own. He, he can do everything. Messi's a fantastic team player. Great, great guy. But, great guy, isn't it? But, yeah. nah, like, I think, I think, I don't know if you saw this America man when he, oh. when he shamed Messi. Oh, really? I said, That's my guy. Oh, you see, yeah. international level, Messi can't do it. You understand? Like, he can't do it without the Chavis. He ain't won Champions League for five years. People forget that. And I don't think he's going to win it again this year. You understand? So, if he's really that good, he could do it. You understand? <laughs> but I'm sorry, man. I'm a Ronaldo guy. He's done it everywhere. At 35, he's still banging. I think he's top scorer. And, uh, and, and he was injured at 35. Like, he doesn't have anything to prove. He's won it internationally with the worst Portuguese team of all time. He still won trophies. That will never change. We get the point. I know you're right. messy, man, already. I know you're messy, man. <laughs> but. Um, well, guys, uh, this is the back page. Obviously, Tunde, where can the people find you if they want to follow you on Insta um, or any socials? Everything I've got on socials is Captain Made It everywhere. So, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Captain Made It. 
um, Snapchat, the whole lot. We could come yeah, current man. song that you're working on at the moment, or that's out that we can go and listen to. Is there anything that you? Uh, just done a song with a boy called Pins. Okay. It's called No Pain. All right. Um, done doing well. Yeah. Uh, just worked done a song with Kid of Cuts uh, called Majestical on his last project he just released. Doing well. So they're all out on YouTube and yeah, Spotify. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, man. And I've got a few more coming up. But yeah, man. People, make sure you go and listen. Make sure you share the love. Appreciate um, it. Thank you so much to, to our guest Tunde, man. I appreciate you coming down, spending time with us. It's been a pleasure and definitely an insight in terms of a producer, how a producer works and what they're thinking about. Um, so yeah, no, thank you so much. Thanks to everyone that's been watching and listening. And this is the back page. We're out. Peace.